I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A very warm welcome once again to the Grand Prix Daily, the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix Daily, the only daily podcast that's going to be coming out, giving you reaction from inside the bubble in Milton Keynes. Jala Featon here alongside you to look back at what was a ridiculous night of darts. Uh, it was one of those busiest nights of darts that I've ever been a part of. It's like Friday afternoon at the UK Open, so much so that Jack Gobby Garwood, who's my usual co-host for this bit, isn't actually with us, although um, I do still have a co-host, and uh, we do have a co-host with us, of course, is our great colleague Phil Bars inside the bubbling Coventry, normally on just to give us the Phil Bars take, but he's, he's stepping up to the plate tonight, PB. Uh, you've been doing multiple things for us here at Online Darts tonight, and you are not. You, you're ending it with a podcast. Good evening, Jar. Yes, I've got a headache. My head hurts. <laughs> it's spinning. Um, and you and me night? both, pal. Just... Honestly, it just look. I'm not moaning because I absolutely love it. I'm only one. You're like listeners, um, but tonight was just nine games, whirlwind, absolute whirlwind. We went on a bit of a journey, didn't we? It was like a roller coaster. It was like we were back in Blackpool on on the on the big on the on the big one, really, wasn't it? It was it was just oh. drama from start to finish. Highs, lows, ridiculous starts, starts I didn't think would happen. Just you name it, we 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 had it tonight. I think Gob has decided he's not going to come on the podcast tonight because both of his picks and his winner pick is out. I mean, mine is as well, which we will come on to in a minute, but both of his picks are out, which is, I think is probably why he decided that he's not coming on the show tonight. <laughs> to be fair, my, 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 my ferret is looking all right at the moment. We will touch on the ferret a little bit later, <laughs> but uh, one thing we do want to start about is Gob's pick, uh, the man he says is the best player in the world. Pete, a snake bite right. Um, it wasn't all right on the night for Snakey tonight. He loses in straight sets to Ryan Joyce by two sets to nil. And you know what? You can lose two legs every now and then. You know what I mean? You can you can lose two deciders. You know, it got uh, PB. But I don't think right at any stage of that game when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I was got this. Joyce was phenomenal. Joyce outplayed him, was better than him on the night. And the fact that we, look, 
Peter Wright's insecurities are coming back. He played with the World Championship dart and played amazing. Then he switched to, was it the Mamba? Sorry, Peter Wright fans, if I've got that wrong, but you know the one I mean. Mm. Went back to that and was hitting 180s for fun. And tonight he had something completely new and different. And those insecurities that he keeps having to change are now coming back. Learn your lessons. You've won a world title with a set of darts. And then you go and do that. So in a way, look, I've got very little sympathy because they didn't work and he was poor. But very, very quickly, can we talk about Ryan Joyce here at this moment in time? 69% on this starting double, okay? 75% checkout percentage. I think he was, I think it was, uh, if I just go back to the, uh, to the stats that we've got here from, uh, from Live Darts, like six of eight on the checkouts, which is unbelievable. And here's that for you. He, opened with a double in the first turn in every single leg of the game. That is ridiculous scoring. 96.6 in a double start format. Incredible, really. I think that's, I think that's one of the best performances I've seen upon the Grand Prix stage. I really do. Oh, he was mint. Absolutely mint. Let's not sugarcoat it for Peter Wright. He didn't play well. Ryan Joyce was mint. He was? And I'm pleased for, and I'm pleased for him because... He had a disaster at the match play. An absolute disaster. Here's one for you. a better player. Yeah, sorry, here's one for you, and this is a genuine question. Do you think that because he just won the Summer Series, people thought, oh, okay, he's going to skyrocket his way through there? Because, of course, he's World Championship quarterfinalist. It's not like it was his debut, of mass, you know, debut run on a television event. So I don't know whether that really sort of inhibited him and didn't really get a chance to play him well. Plus, as well, he was playing Christopher Tyski, who was averaging, I think, 108 at one stage, which doesn't help. No. I, no, I just think he's a very nervous guy. Uh, I just think he needs time to adapt to playing on the stage. And when he gets it right, we've seen what a fabulous player he is. Don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Um, and obviously now, that has blown the top, quarter, the top right-hand quarter of the draw absolutely wide open. Oh, massively. <sighs> just, uh, th- th- this is one of those, mate, this is one of those... Score lines I can't get my head round. Not necessarily because it's a 2-0, because like I say, you can do it. But it was just the way that Ryan Joyce just was, re- in, in his own nickname, relentless. He dismantled Peter Wright. Let's, let's have it right. He certainly did. And you know what? It was a great interview that you did with him afterwards. Let's hear it now. Ryan, huge congratulations. You've just beaten the world champion here at the Rico Arena in Coventry. Just sum up how you're feeling for us right now. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. But to be fair, um, I always had a suspicion in the back of my mind that I could do it because, like I say, the tournament um, plays to my strengths with a double start. Uh, I'm so good on double 16, I just love that format. After that first set, did you sense that you were bossing the game and were completely on top of it? Not com- no, no, definitely not. Not completely on top. Um, Peter Wright's one of them players. His scoring's fabulous when he gets going and... I'm one of them players that plods along with tons odd, ton 40. But, um, so I always had in the back of my mind that I've got to, if I get any one chance of double, I've got to hit it because this man is really dangerous. He's not, he's not a world champion and number two in the world for nothing. Is that the result of your career so far, beating the world champion on a TV stage? Oh, it's difficult to say. Um, um, getting to the quarter-final of the world championship on debut is uh, probably still up there as number one. But um, 
I think it's be probably the most comfortable I've ever felt on a stage though. And I think that's got to do with the format and the extra confidence it gives us in the back of my mind, sort of subconsciously, because it's a double star tournament. I know you were bitterly disappointed with the way the world match play went. Was this important for you to bounce back and show the fans and everyone at home how you can play on the stage as well? Yes, yes. You've got a spot on there, yeah. I put a lot of practice in ahead of this because, uh, and I was so worried before the game that I'd. Uh, be disappointed again on the stage. Uh, I've had a bad since the World Championships nearly two years ago. I've had quite a bad run, to be fair, on, on televised tournaments. So it, it's massive to win this. Yeah, massive spoke, to win this game. When we spoke to you when you won your um, summer series title, yeah, you said consistency was the key. And yeah. If you could find that consistency, you could be a top player. Yeah. How close are you to finding that magical gem of consistency right now? Uh, only time will tell, probably. Yeah, um, you, you, you kind of predict what's going to happen in the future, can you? Especially with sport, you know, anything can happen at any time. So um, the only way you'll know if you're consistent or not is actually by going and proving it and going and doing it, doing the business. And now you've blown this half of the draw wide open. Any reason why you believe you can't get to the final? No, no reason at all. I'm, I'm really confident now. I think I can. I think I can do it. Ryan, pleasure as always. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, there was Ryan Johnson. Like I say, a very humble guy, and I, I like speaking to him. He said some some really good things. But from there, the Asp, Nathan Aspinall, is a goner, uh, beaten by Gabriel Clemens. And look, the Asp sets high standards for himself. And although he wasn't at the high standards, he didn't play poorly. It was just one of those games. I don't think there was a lot in it, if I'm being honest. Um, I think the first set Clemens deserved. And then after that, the second set could have gone either way. A few missed doubles here and there. But with the Premier League just over a a week away, some some thought food for thought for Nathan Aspinall, I think. So here's, here's my biggest issue, OK, with Nathan Aspinall now, right? Don't get me wrong. I want to say this now. I think he's absolutely incredible. I do think on his day, he's one of the best players to watch. But there are times where he just doesn't quite hit the heights that we expect of him now. You're you're a UK Open champion, you know, hashtag what's a major and all that, but you're a televised title champion. You know, you've won one of the major, you won one of the premier events in the BBC. You've also won a US Darts Masters, two-time World Championship semi-finalist. You're in the Premier League top four. You are now one of those players that we expect to do bits. And I think Gob's right in this aspect that, when he's the favourite to win a game, he doesn't like that tag, Phil. I don't think he does, you know. I just think that we look at technique an awful lot now and he's got quite a quirky throw that if something maybe isn't 100% within that, that's when he's not at his brilliant best. He's got a little hop in his action, the little spin and set. That There's, that there's a lot going on at times. Yes. So, look, techniques talked about an awful lot at the moment, obviously, because Devin's gone away and worked on it and look where he is now and that. Blah, blah. So maybe, just maybe, he might need a little little bit of dust and a second pair of eyes. There might be something just going wrong. Look, I'm not a pro dart player, so I don't know. But just from the outside looking in, maybe just needs to... Uh, a second set of eyes, maybe. 
quick one though, obviously, because remember, getting to that point now where he's going to be start defending money, you know, that he didn't obviously do anything at the Grand Slam a couple of years ago, and he will be there or thereabouts in that event. But the World Championships comes around soon, and remember, he's going to be defending the first of his semi-final money. That's a shed turn on his ranking. Yeah. Um, I don't, look, I don't know. There's so much. <laughs> There's that. There's so much darts between now and then. Um, a lot can happen. Norm in in normal terms, a week is a long time in darts. So he could go and win the Premier League next week, and it will be forgotten about. Will be. That's a very good point. Definitely, completely forget. Obviously, you got the you got the Premier League to come <laughs> next Thursday uh, in Coventry. Um, quick word though on Gabe because he could have actually made the game a lot more comfortable for himself in that second set. He had chances to go and win both those opening legs. Thought he was pretty much there or thereabouts. He didn't quite get his head round it. But then you've got the big moment where he managed to get the job done eventually. Um, I thought the big moment was when Aspinall was on 54 and he hit the single 11 rather than the single 14 to level the match. He missed it and then Clemens goes and hits it, goes and wins the game 2-0. It's a big moment for Clemens. And remember, now, obviously, with all the seed again that's happened tonight, he could, he's one win away from jumping into the top 32 in the world and, more importantly, becoming the German number one. Well, we'll come on to that because that was mentioned in his post-match interview in a minute. which the listeners on, spoiler alert, he doesn't care. <laughs> well, Being you know German what? number one isn't top of his priority list. But you know what? As you did it, go on, you introduce it. Why not? Well, why not? Here we are. And I must admit, fair play before we listen to it, that he's been taking English lessons, Gabriel. Look, as in a race, we're quite arrogant being English that we think that everyone else should speak English. Um, but the way the sport's going is, look, we're going to have to learn other languages. But fair play to Clements for learning English because a year ago he couldn't interview. Where now we're going to hear from the German giant himself. Gabriel, huge congratulations. You've just beaten Nathan Aspinall here at Ball Sports World Grand Prix. Just sum up how you're feeling for us. I feel me really, really good. And uh, yeah, I beat the world number six. He's one of the best players in the world very tough game you won the first set quite convincingly but had to dig very deep in the second set didn't you yeah I uh, come good in the legs uh, I play really well I'm on the double 16 good for, for starting but not for end of the legs <laughs> and uh, yeah then I have the 92 and uh, I make a no score <laughs> it's a little bit uh, difficult but uh, I have win the game and for me, it's uh, massive. How did you find the double in start? Was it different and hard to get used to? It's totally different. Was it was it hard to, to adjust? Yeah, when you put it the first start, you really really love it. But when you miss it, it's not a good game. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware, but you're now one win away from overtaking Max Hopp in the rankings to be German number one. How would that feel? to be the best player in Germany? That's not my problem. For me, it's not important. Uh, I'm the number two or three or four or one. It's not important for me. Gabriel, thank you very much as always. Thank you. He does actually sound like he really has been improving, to be fair, Gabe, in that interview. Really good interview there with Gabriel Clements. Uh, Moving on, though, 
is this the performance of the first round? Where the hell did this come from? I appreciate that he made a quarterfinal of a Euro Tour and looked very good. But Dave Chisnell, that was that weren't a that weren't a victory tonight against Glenn Durant, PB. That was a demolition. First set was unplayable. My unplayable. God. Does thing is, does her is one of those players that that does this sport for fun, that does this double lean double out format for fun in the hot bed of darts that is the northeast. And he just couldn't get going tonight. He just couldn't live with Chisnell's scoring. It was incredible. Nah, look, I think there was a lot of things that went on in this performance. One, Chisnell was phenomenal and heaped the pressure on Dazza. When you're not playing well, pressure intensifies because then you're pushing and pulling, trying harder in your action. But I think Glenn made a mistake before he even went on the hockey. The equipment. You're not a fan of the pairs, are you? No. I think the kites went that well in the Premier League. I would have kept them personally. But, but remember, towards the back end of the Premier League, he sort of fell off a cliff a little bit, in my opinion. He didn't really perform that great. I think he picked up two I think he picked up two points out of possible eight or ten. So I think he might be thinking, okay, they were great for for a week or two, but then I've got to now switch back to the pairs and see what they're like. But this is my issue. I appreciate it doubling double out and I appreciate it's a completely different format. But getting, let's be honest, getting humped like he did tonight, only picking up one leg and even that leg could have been Chisnell could have won the leg beforehand. Getting humped like that when you're the league champion of the Premier League going into a finals night ain't good. It ain't your confidence building. No, it's not. But Glenn will be probably home by eight in the morning. He'll lick his wounds, but he'll be back on that board putting it right. He certainly will do. But he's got to stop, for me, overthinking it. Um, it was Peter Wright that, I don't know if it's coming on or not, sorry if it's not, but Peter Wright told him you should be using pairs. No. I know he's the world champion and all that. However, do you listen to an opponent? Or not? I don't know. I don't know. Is 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 the God's is the God's honest truth? Um but remember as well, Peter Wright, he might be trying to give him a bit of a uh, I don't know. I try to just do a little bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a sneaky trick there, and I appreciate the good mates and all that sort of stuff. Remember, Peter Wright is obviously playing uh, in the Premier League playoffs tonight. Appreciate they're not playing in the semi-finals, uh, but you never know. That could be what it could be. But a word. I, know, I just think that. Yeah, sorry, listen to on, Peter wait, Wright. Just listen to Peter Wright about tinkering darts. Isn't a good thing. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, quick word before we go and hear from him, though. Cheers once again. Unreal. Just unreal. and Just unplayable. If, Played some really good stuff. Some if, phenomenal stuff. If only we could get this consistency from Cheers, we would be he'd, be... he'd be a multiple-time major champion. But to be fair, now in that bottom half of the draw, apart from Gezi, who else really is there to challenge Cheers? That's the God's honest truth. It's wide open. Uh, it's completely wide open. And you probably, your Cheers would probably be the second favourite. 
on form, what we'd seen, you'd make him favourite. But because Gazzy's there, obviously, he'd be second favourite to make the final. Well, he's obviously got to win <laughs> three more games in order to make that final. But he made an absolutely outstanding performance tonight, did the Chiz. And uh, here he is talking with Phil after his win against Glenn Durham. Chizzy, huge congratulations. A very impressive performance here in the opening round of the Ball Sports World Grand Prix. Have you sent a statement out to the rest of the, the players here today? Oh, I don't think I've sent a statement out. I've just, I've just come to do a job. I've been practising very hard. And, like, I've done a couple of hours a day. But I've been doing a straight hour on, off, in and off. And it's been, I've hit loads of one sixes at home, but obviously it's easy at home. And it showed up there. I, I think it's four or five, I don't know, but showed. When you're up there, can you sense when your opponent's struggling, you want to take full advantage of that? I can see him struggling. I, I don't normally watch him throwing and adapting, but I can see him like he was, as he's throwing, his, his full body was moving. So I just thought, come on, just keep, keep, keep your dart straight, hit your doubles at the end. And, and the show game now, like, when I was 1 0 up. For you, after a disappointing match play and World Series, did you need a big performance coming back on TV? To be fair, I, was, I, did, I did all this lockdown with, 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 before the match play. And I was really good. I was playing really good. I was beating everybody. And then I was knocking nine darts in for fun. And then when I got to, to match play, it just didn't happen for me. But Vincent played absolutely a brilliant game. So you can't knock his game. But I, I just didn't turn up. But I'm learning about I can, I can play the game. And um, if I play like that all week, I'll be hard to stop. What is it about this double in, double out format? Because a lot of people say you can't hit doubles, but this is a tournament you've got a very good record in, which suggests, obviously, otherwise you had the critics. They say you can't hit doubles, but people say that, but they don't realise I've, I've won 15 um, DC tournaments, but in five finals. What more can I say? So that was Chizzy speaking there and as he said, he is a 15 times PDC winner and a five times finalist. Don't write the cheers off. Yes, but but before we go any further, that's great and all that, but people only remember you if you do stuff in the TV titles. That's just how it works in this game. So that's cheers. how it works. Cheers. I know you I know you you you're a bit annoyed about this sort of stuff, but Win yourself a TV title, and then people will stop talking. That's how it works. <laughs> so, from there, obviously, the former winner, Daryl Gurney, crashes out, beaten by the rock star, Joe Cullen. And I thought Joe played. I thought Joe looked tidy this evening, especially in the dis- first set and the last set. Yeah, don't disagree. You know, a 3-0 first set, which is always good when that happens for Joe. I thought he looked really, really solid. And to be fair, he had chances to go and win that second set, but he just couldn't quite get over the line. Um, you, you know, it just didn't, it didn't quite happen for him um, in that one. Obviously, missed tops for the match. We thought that maybe the chance had gone there for Cullen. But he, fair play to him. You know, taking it to a, a deciding leg, both players playing well. And then in the end, hitting the double top to go and win the game, mate. Really, really good stuff for the rock star. And another seed. It's like seed. It is seed again here. There's only two seeds left after the first round. Just fucking boring, irrelevant, old, out of the way. We're coming in. No context. <laughs> <term>. <laughs> well, a good performance there from uh, the uh, from, from the rock star. But the only seed to win tonight was Gerwin Price. And 
I don't. I wasn't sold on Gezi, and I'm one of these players who people who do believe that Gavin Price is the best player on Planet Darts right now. I was not sold on Gavin Price tonight. He didn't look at home. I don't think he likes the format. I really don't think he likes this tournament, does he? Well, he said he was rubbish in an interview himself. He wasn't happy with it. But yeah, it's it, it's a format thing that this fries your brain. Rob Cross has said it. Devin Peterson said it. If they, they you, you know it fries your brain. You try and plan and prep for it. You get up on the stage and you refer to type. It happens. Um, <laughs> which is why, obviously, look, you didn't play tonight, but MVG's model and resetting your brain works. Yeah. Did you come into. Yeah, go on. Go on, mate. Go on. So it's just about getting to grips with the format and not being scared of it. Embrace it. But this is the thing, you know, the thing is though, Watamina, once again, though, really, really quickly, Watamina missing key darts at crucial moments to get over the line in big matches. If he's not careful, this is what we're going to be talking about him as a player at this moment in time, because he hasn't kicked on like he did in the World Championships, missing crucial moments. He lo- losing in heartbreakers in the, in the World Championship UK Open this year, did perform great at the match play. Then again tonight, had chances to go and beat Gerwin Price, had a chance to go and win the set. He was 2-0 up in the first set, couldn't do it. 100%. Um, he'll be kicking himself. He'll be sat in his hotel room now thinking, what a missed opportunity to beat the world number three. 100%. Yes, indeed. Moving on to our next game, PB. Yes. And I was impressed with this. Jeffrey Dijuan beating Jamie Hughes 2-1. Now, look, Jeffrey, last game on after everything that had happened. Not easy for Jamie Hughes either, obviously prepping for his match then it's not then it's someone else will they pass their test but I was really impressed with Jeffrey Dijuan tonight okay it wasn't a blockbuster performance but the way he approached it mentally got on with it and the one three six that broke oh, Jamie Hughes's heart my shows Lord. there's still shows there's still ability in that right arm of his um <laughs> But this the thing though. Do you reckon that if he hadn't hit that one four two, obviously darts is all over the place and all that sort of stuff. It could have been a completely different game. But remember, Yoss had a chance in that third leg as well. He had a one oh one that could have been hit and he could have been back in the game as such, but he missed all sixteen um in that third set. But like you say, that one three six was just magical from the Black Cobra. Yeah, and, and it was it was refreshing listening to Jeffrey talking that afterwards as as well that the turnaround time to get here was ridiculous and that could have flustered people and X, Y and Z but he just took it all in his stride and everything like that. So, kudos to the young man. First game tonight actually was Kim Highbreaks against Brendan Dodon. Now, we were thinking this game was going to be an absolute stinker of a first round tie. There's no doubt about that. But this was actually a really good game, I thought, really. Um, Brendan, though, did his best to, to, to try and not win the game and he succeeded. It must be said. I thought I thought Dolan was gonna was gonna get there. I thought Brennan Dolan was gonna get over the line, but he just couldn't quite do it. Too many big opportunities where he had the chance of one six one. You know that magical one six one where he obviously hit the nine dart for the first person to ever do it in Grand Prix history. Couldn't find it tonight, and in the end, it sort of cost him. I don't think he scored. I don't. I don't think he scored that particularly well. I appreciate that he threw what more hundred pluses than than Kim, but I don't think overall he was actually that good on the scoring, I think that let him down. Yeah, and six o'clock seems a long time ago now. Christ. 
<laughs> yes, it does. We're recording this, by the way, listener. We're recording this at quarter to one the following morning. Uh, we've been on the go pretty much for seven hours thinking about this. Yeah, that seems, seems a long time ago. But yeah, look, I think Kim just about did enough to win the game. Um, but look, the standard wasn't great, but nothing that made it a good game because they were yeah. both around the same sort of level. Yeah. And then, obviously, the second game on, PB, <laughs> your pick's looking not too bad at the moment in time. Go on, the ferret. <laughs> what a game that was, again. What a game yeah, that was. Look, sometimes you just have a gut feeling about people. And I saw enough at the Euro Tour. So, hang on a minute. The ferrets could do bits here. And, yeah, look. He probably made slightly harder work of the game than it needed to be. But overall, some absolute kahunas from Johnny Clayton, especially in that final set, that 90 in particular, where he just nails the ball, mm. was, was, was sweet. And I just, there was plenty to like about Johnny Clayton's performance tonight. And to be fair, Ian White didn't play that badly either, in fairness to him. No, he didn't. But there was no no real time. I thought again in that game where I thought, as ah, you know, what he's got, he, he he's in this game here. I, I I thought Clayton dominated the game pretty much, and he, I was surprised he actually went to a third set. If you want me to be brutally honest, I think Clayton just went yeah. missing in the in the second. Yeah, that's what I said. He, he could have made it easier, um, but you know, in true true ferret style, we can't be having a two 0 and making us all happy, can we? Let's just drag this one out and have three sets. Well, obviously, um, yeah. But obviously, just thinking about this, obviously, Simon Whitlock's win tonight has obviously put the, the dampener on the ferret trying to uh, trying to make a semi-final because because obviously Simon Whitlock is now that he's trying to basically better Simon Whitlock by two in order to try and jump back into the top sixteen in the world. Uh, so that's not good for the ferret. But again, that 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 bottom half of the draw is wide open. He's got Joe Cullen next round. You'd expect him to be playing Daryl Gurney. Then he's got a quarter final against either Ryan Joyce or Dave Chisnell. Not a bad lineup for him. Sometimes draws need to open up. You need a little bit of luck. This could be a little bit of ferret magic dust. If the ferret were to win this competition, the Premier League places would go mental, wouldn't it? Oh, ferret in the Premier League. Oh, what a sight. <laughs> but I tell you what, though. What sight, though. And this is the game we're going to end on. Our final game of the night, which we're going to hear from in a second. Simon Whitlock, man. Where the hell did that come from? Obviously, an alternate replacing A.G. Lewis who tested positive for COVID-19. And he just looked on fire throughout the entire game. I've got no idea where that performance come from and the manner of it. And I'll tell you what, obviously, people won't know this, but from inside the bubble, Simon Whitlock did not get the all-clear to play until 8.30. That, <laughs> he produced that? That's when his test results came back. And he produced that? Yes. Because the thing is, you look at that game, right, with with, with Lock. What I, he, he, you know, his nickname obviously is the Wizard. He seems to have cast a spell when he, as soon as he walked up there. He, he, he wins the first set in 45 darts, 3-0, completely outscoring Dobie. Dobie gets on the board in the second, you know, second set, first leg. And Whitlock's like, like you say, excuse me, yesterday's news, out the way, excuse me, I'm coming through. He's in that top 16 now and he wants to remain in there because he knows this is a huge opportunity for him to try and maintain the place in that top 16 
and get into those TV tournaments. And he would be back in the Masters, potentially, you know. And also as well, 16th seed normally gets a decent draw in the World Championships. I mean, admittedly, you have to play MVG round four, but let's not gloss over, let's just gloss over that for a second. That performance was remarkable. And I feel sorry for Chris Dobie, in a way, because obviously you're trying to prepare for a game against Adrian Lewis, and then your game gets moved a day. But I don't think anybody, even Prime MVG, that we saw obviously in the match play, we saw what happened there with Whitlock. I don't think that Prime MVG would have stopped Whitlock tonight. He looked unreal. Yeah, just a couple of bits off what you said there. First of all, yeah, that we all know Whitlock has that performance in him. And it came out to play tonight. That there is still glimpses of genius there from Simon Whitlock when he gets it right. Um, and the other one, Chris Dobie is the ultimate professional. And I felt for him tonight. He should have been playing at six o'clock yesterday. He's downstairs practicing. Sorry, Chris, you're now not playing. Right, okay. The game gets moved to today. He's downstairs practicing. And at eight o'clock, he still doesn't know if he's playing. Yeah. So, look, it's no one's fault because of the situation we're in. But Dove's the ultimate professional. But I've got no doubt it must have been an absolute head scramble for him. Totally agree. But Simon Whitlock, it seemed like he just basically turned up and just thought, sod this, I'll just give it a go. And by God, did he give it a go. He beats Chris Dobie two sets to nil. And here he is talking with Phil. Simon, huge, huge congratulations. What a whirlwind 24 hours it's been for yourself. Can you just put into some words how you're feeling right now? <laughs> yeah, that's hard to explain, but I actually feel amazing. Like, getting that call yesterday was... It was amazing. I was hoping for it, but not in a good way. You know, I, I don't want anyone to get COVID because it's, it's nasty and yeah, it's killing people. But I, w I was excited to get a call and say, yes, you're in, you know, you've got a chance now. And I've just grabbed it and done what I do, play where, darts. Where were you when you got the call? I just got home from picking my son up from college. I was sort of <laughs> like, if I was going to get a call, it's like, like maybe midday, like, and then it's got to like one o'clock, I thought, no, it's okay, everyone's good and that's fine, you know, it's like, I don't want anyone to get COVID, obviously. But yeah, you know, I, I just got the opportunity and I've, I've grabbed it. What was it like waiting in your room for your test results to come back? Because it was quite <laughs> late, wasn't it, obviously, because of the time scale and the, the thing. What was it like, those last hours, obviously, just waiting for the, the nod? To be fair, it wasn't that bad. I was just sitting there watching the uh, cricket and the tennis. I had my iPad on watching the cricket and watching the tennis, like just relaxing and not not worrying too much. Like I knew I, I wouldn't test positive, so I was relaxed. I was really relaxed, just chilling out. Such limited preparation, obviously, in the build-up to the tournament and tonight. To go and produce that standard, that's quite something, isn't it? Well, not really. I play every Wednesday night at my local club and I play like that anyway. So I was just saying, right, just be in your local club playing your normal darts. And it actually happens. Like, I, if you ask all my friends, that's how I play on a Wednesday night. In the blink of an eye, it can turn around because I know how disappointed yeah. you were not to be here outright. Yeah, and I was. You're back into the top 16 yeah. in, the, in the blink of an eye. It's mm -hmm. just a strange sport, isn't it? 
It is, you know, but it's a great sport. And you know what, I, I love it. I, that's why I play all online tournaments and I play my local club, darts. I just enjoy darts, that's me. I, I don't play for money, I just play for enjoyment. Now, does it feel as if you're on a free here and you can do some big damage because you weren't expected to be here? Yeah, definitely. You know what, I think it affected Chris in a big way. I know we had to wait yesterday and I had to wait today as well, waiting for, to see if my test was positive or negative so it was hard for Chris I understand and I feel bad for him but I have to do what I do. Simon, pleasure as always and wish you the very best in the next round. No worries, thank you. Simon Whitlock there talking through his victory uh, with you there PB uh, earlier on t last night now really not tonight but last <laughs> night um, but the first round of the World Grand Prix is done and I think I speak for all of us in the media when I say thank the bloody lord for that uh, we have got to yeah. uh, we've got to 16 players left we'll look through the outright market actually with our friends over at Boyle Sports in just a second but Phil quick thought on this congratulations to you the 11-2 came in tonight it did the eleven to two treble, and it was just look, some games. You just look at it and you go one eighties. Like most games, Chisnell's playing. If you fancy it, um, I picked Peter Wright because I thought Bart's. I thought he was going to use score by error. I won't be doing no, but he got over the line, and look, you just fancied Gezi to outscore Jermaine. So it just looked a good bet, and obviously Ball Sports did a great job enhancing it from uh, seven to two to eleven to. Too. So, tremendous, and I hope people wade in. Right. Before we go and talk about tomorrow night's game, performance of the night for you quickly? Choice of two, but I'm going Whitlock because of the circumstances. The fact that he didn't get his test results back to late 30, prep time, and everything like that. For that reason, he pipped Ryan Joyce. I'm going to go with Chiz. Personally, I thought Chiz was outstanding tonight. Only dropping a leg, had a chance to win that leg, and uh, and does it being does it was the only reason why he managed to get a leg in the first place. But Chiz, unbelievable, fantastic work. Even though you did bust my acker, super work from you. Looking at the outright odds, then from our friends at Boyle Sports, uh, Phil, uh, you know that seventeen to four that we had on Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, guess what? That's coming a bit. <laughs> What is he now? Around five to two? He's 15 to eight, actually, at this moment in time. He's now shorter than two to one. So if you got him at 17 to four, like myself and Phil Bars did, congratulations to you. Uh, Gerwin Price is obviously second favourite. Surprise, surprise, at three to one now uh, to go and lift the trophy. Gary Anderson is in third place at seven to one. Chisnell is at 12 to one. That is not a bad price to get Dave Chisnell at this moment in time. Appreciate he's got to go through Gary. Uh, Gerwin Price, but that is not a bad shout at all. Dimitri Vandenberg, surprising, he's not 50 to 1 anymore. He's 16. Thank God I managed to get him as an each way. Uh, Devin Peterson is 18 to 1, although that price will significantly come in if he does do the green machine tomorrow. Your ferret, Johnny Clayton, 22 to 1 now. So that's interesting that the ferrets come in there and then 25 to 1 or more the rest. Simon Whitlock, after, even after that performance, is 40 to 1. Merv is 66 to 1 after that performance. Some big movers and shakers going on there. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, Ryan Joyce is 80 to 1, even after performing like that against Peter Wright. Merv, 66 to 1. 
that is not a bad shout. I appreciate, you know, if it's Van Gerwen in, in that part of the draw. And I know he's got to go, potentially go through Anderson as well. But Merv looked good again on Tuesday night. I know we've talked about this. And Merv, the Merverts are going to be, might have a little, might shall have a little flutter on that one, I think. Yes, but I don't, look, we said the price on Van Gerwen was too big. Hmm. And anything, if you want to back Devin Peterson, if you didn't thirty threes, if you don't back him now, eighteen, he won't be now. worth it. If you don't back him even at eighteens, he won't be worth it because if he wins tomorrow, that price will absolutely crash. I reckon it'll be about sixes or fives. I imagine if he if he if he um, probably maybe maybe sevens. I think if he if he if he does beat Van Gogh tomorrow, yeah. Uh, this is what we've got though coming up on the docket tomorrow we have four games in the second round first to three sets which means that we can actually get some work done in between the games rather than just thinking oh Christ we've now got to get another interview done superb news Dimitri Vandenberg kicks us off against Dirk Van Dijvenboda Mervyn King takes on Simon Whitlock then it's Gary Anderson against Danny Nopper and then we end the night with Michael Van Gerwen against Devin Peterson I'm surprised they put that game on fourth well I'm really surprised but it might have been first. No, I thought they would have been. I thought it would have been third in the prime time slot, as it normally is with Van Gerwen, and uh, they moved Gary Anderson last. But hey ho, it is what it is. Obviously, that game is stand out. What do we expect in that game? Do we reckon? Um, I think Michael Van Gerwen wins three sets to one. You know, I've got a funny feeling. that I was thinking that as well. I think Dev has been on one of those incredible runs that you get as a darts player from time to time. But Marco Van Gerwen doesn't forget when you beat him 6-0 and then make noise about it, does he? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I want to say that the thing is, though, Dev is one of the most consistent double 16 hitters in the world right now. And he can score for fun. I know Van Gerwen can go all the way around the board, but I still am not sold on him on the, on the outer ring at this moment, Phil. I really am not. Look, I think apart from that one leg and a bit where he mucked around, I thought his doubles were actually quite good against Christoph. There was the, 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 the blip where he missed, was it five and four or some five and three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but apart from that, I thought overall they were decent. Um, and look, it's Dev's first time at this format. Yes, he's in great form, but you could see halfway through his game against the Souls, he was battling himself, and he said it himself. He was trying to revert to type all the time, and if he reverts to type in this format against Michael Van Gogh, and he gets beat. Yeah. I'm also really looking forward to the other game in that quarter of the draw. Mervyn King against Simon Whitlock. Can Simon Whitlock reproduce that sort of form? And will Merv continue with those new darts? 100% Merv will play with those new darts. 100%. Um, look, it's, it's a big ask for Simon Whitlock. Merv has had the extra day off as well. Simon now goes back onto the, the right day he should be playing for the draw bracket. So. It's a big ask for for Simon to go up, to come down, to go up again in a short space of time. I'm really looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, 100%. That, 
And I think I think both you the two. I think both other quarterfinals. I mean, Dimitri Van der Beek and Van Dijven Boda probably won't be. I don't think will be the best game in the world at this moment in time. I don't think. But Dirk, there's only that can't be that bad again. Surely can't be that bad again. You hope not, because if not, he's going to get battered. Correct. Uh, and Gary Anderson against Danny Noppert as well. Noppy in decent form at this moment in time. And if he knocks out Gary Anderson, then I think personally, and Van Gogh does beat Devin Peterson, I think that that bar for the draw, I think you might as well just let Van Gogh have a bye through to the court to the final from there if he, if he knocks him out. Uh, no, if, if Van Gogh wins tomorrow, I don't see who stops him making the final. Don't disagree with you, and that's annoying because I'd like to disagree with you about Michael Van Gerwen, but I'm I'm also on the on the Van Gerwen hype train at seventeen to four. Uh, let's leave it there, though, Phil. Uh, let's go to bed more than anything else in our lives at this moment in time. Uh, Phil Bass, thank you very much for joining us here on the World Grand Prix Daily. Hopefully, Jack Gobigal will be back tomorrow uh, if he can recover uh, from crying about his picks going out tonight. So, what have we learned? Uh, the World Grand Prix is mint but we need less than nine games on a night. Peter Wright goes out. He's the top seed to go out tonight. Then the world number two, the world champion, goes down 2-0 to Ryan Joyce. Also going out tonight is Nathan Aspinall, who loses 2-0 to Gabriel Clements. And then Daryl Gurney losing 2-1 to the rock star Joe Cullen. The only seed to go through tonight is Gerwin Price as he takes uh, down Jermaine Watamine at 2-0. Elsewhere, brilliant performances from Dave Chisnell and Simon Whitlock get them into round two, as does Johnny Clayton. He's in round two, as is Jeffrey Deswan and Kim Hybrex as well. Join us tomorrow from 6.45 onlinedarts.com for the live blog. Make sure, of course, that you join us uh, throughout the day on onlinedarts.com as well because we will have a day three uh, preview for you and our daily tips. Can we hit another enhanced bet with Boyle, with our friends over at Boyle Sports? We will find out tomorrow here on the Grand Prix Daily. And make sure, of course, as well, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV, all the reaction from every winner inside the bubble with Phil Make sure, of course, you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Search Online Darts and uh, make sure that you give us a like and a follow on any one of those platforms. And also as well, make sure you're back here tomorrow for another Grand Prix Daily where we'll be reacting to the start of round two and who will be the first two, the first four players into our quarterfinal line. The first two quarterfinals will be set by this time tomorrow. Who would it be? Find out with us. Take care. Thanks for listening and sleep well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.